How do you define death? Have you ever thought about what it actually means? Death is as natural as birth, they are two sides of the same coin that is life. Yet, the subject is for most people too sensitive to talk about, and I get it. People prefer going about their day, ignoring the inevitability that someday will come and they will cease to exist, pretending that we have forever to evolve and do better is reassuring in a way. But I feel like to most people, the idea of people you love dying is way scarier than death itself. I mean, death is only scary if you are alive, right? I was eight years old when death started haunting me. I don't remember what triggered it, but I can recall myself bawling my eyes out at the idea that someday I will lose one of my parents. I was too young to fully understand the extent of my fear or what death actually means. The 1st of February 2011. My dad was in a coma, so I wasn't able to say my goodbyes when I took the road back to my hometown. But we were coming back next week anyway, and besides, if we don't say our goodbyes, it means that we will meet again, right? My grandpa called my mom and she reassured us that he's stable, but was praying silently. Asking God to guide my dad's soul to forgive whatever sins he has. After that, a burst of hope strikes me, so I start daydreaming about the day where all of this will be over. My dad will be back home, I'll be his little girl, I'll study harder, I'll write better stories, better poems, so he can ask me to read them every time we get a visitor. And I'll watch him be prouder of it than I am. I'll spend more time with him, we'll watch movies on Saturdays and go have family lunch on Sundays. Everything will finally be back to normal. It was night time, laying next to my sister, pretending to sleep. While I'm trying to shut the voices in my head that are telling me that today is the day I will lose the person I love the most. My aunt tucked me in bed, kissed me goodnight, and promised me that everything will be alright. That's three years from now, we'll be talking about all of this as a memory we can't fully recollect. <laughs> and knowing my dad, he will probably be making a joke or two about it. There was nothing to worry about. But here I am, praying for the past 12 hours to God asking him to be merciful and forgiven towards my dead soul. At around 10 p.m., I heard the first oncoming call. My grandfather picked up the call, but I couldn't hear anything over my fast beating heart. But I was already up, waiting for somebody to come to our room to deliver the news, when the only thing that I wanted was for all of this to be a nightmare that I will soon wake up from. Five minutes passed by and nobody entered the room. 
I stand up, left my bed, and opened that goddamn door just to meet the sad and confused eyes of my aunt. And for a second, the world stopped spinning. I felt every ounce of pain there is in this world. I was 12 years old when my greatest fear became my reality. I lost my dad to a colon cancer after a six month battle. I cried, but it didn't stop. My heart crashed, but it didn't collapse. I was mortified, but I was alive. And as sad as the news were, my 12 years old heart couldn't help but feel a bittersweet feeling of relief. I was relieved that he's not suffering anymore, that God loved him so much that he wanted him back. At the time, that was my only consolation. I remember watching mom deliver the news to my younger brother and I remember the mystified look he had on his face. It made me wonder which one of us was luckier. Parts of me wished I didn't understand what losing someone forever means. Past forward three days, the pain was more bearable. I opened my eyes in the morning and tried to listen to my breath and feel my pulse. Because although I felt like there was an empty hole inside of me, I was there, the sadness didn't kill me, the loss didn't destroy me. I was young, but I was bigger than what destiny threw at me. The next few months, I dreamed about him multiple times. His face wasn't dull anymore, he didn't look numb. He was looking healthy, his face was glowing. It was almost the same dream over and over again. I'd say that it took me over two years to fully accept his death. And so he stopped visiting me when I did. If you ask me what's pained me the most, I'd say that it was and always will be the moment we weren't able to share. 10 years later and my heart still ache at every birthday. It pains me to be the only one growing old. My happy moment will always have got wrenching aftertaste. I'm able to say that I'm genuinely happy. I am a really healthy and happy person. What happened was unfortunate, but it's not a tragedy. What happened doesn't make me special or different. It's not my story. It's the story of millions of people. It's just a part of the experience of being a human being. One time an old friend asked me if I'll be ready to give up everything I have now to bring my dad back to life. And honestly, it didn't take me more than two seconds to say no. And I will never forget the baffled and disappointed look he gave me. It almost made me 
feel ashamed for saying it out loud, even though I knew that it wasn't the answer he was waiting for. But if you ask me now, my answer will be the same. I will give everything to go back in time and spend more time with him, but I won't change the outcome. My dad was an astonishing man. He is everything I aspire to be. You know, he was the kind of people who make you believe that the world is a great place to be in. I fell in love with life watching him live. He felt like a breeze of fresh air. He was, to me at least, more human than the rest of us. So why would I want to take that from him? I owe everything I am today to him. And I am proud to say that his death sculpted the woman I turned to. There is no shame in extracting the good out of the bad. I took this experience and used it as a fuel for me to be a kinder, more open and forgiving human being. Because every time I interact with someone, I ask myself if that's the last thing I want them to remember about me. What will they say if I die tomorrow? Or if they die, will they regret who I was to them and how I treated them? And I don't know if it makes me a good person or just a really selfish one. And I'm aware that this state of mind made me sometimes fall into bad patterns of repeating unhealthy cycles out of fear, but let's not dive into it today. Experiencing the loss at such a young age made me appreciate people and life more and made me way less afraid of death because now I understand that a cycle only ends so another can start and I feel like people either live with the constant fear that someday everything will come to an end or they live ignoring what they know is coming and I'm not here to say that one way is better than another it's a decision that's only concern you and only you. But for a moment, I want you to ask yourself, what would you do if you had a clock that tells you how much time you have left or how much people you care for have left? What would you do differently? Who will you become? What road will you take? Will you become a different person if you knew that you only have one more year to live? Is the things you are wasting your time for today really worth losing time for? Is the people you are investing your energy in, the people you want to spend your last year with, is this how you want to be remembered? Because the truth is that we don't have enough time to do everything, but we do have enough time to do what feels right, to do what we want to do, at least for today. Today you have enough time to be what you really want to be, despite the materialistic part of it, of course, I'm talking about you as a soul trapped in a mortal body for a limited time. And I can't tell you what will happen when your time comes, because whether you believe in the afterlife or if you believe that you are nothing more than energies floating in this universe and you will turn to something else when your body can no longer hold this energy. Or if you simply believe that when you die, you will turn to nothingness. Your beliefs doesn't change the fact that you and everyone around you have one shot in this life. And it's not a sad fact. It's just 
the reality of it.